Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Let's join Craig Earlham, who's market analyst at Oanda. Very good morning to you, Craig. So this back to business is proving extremely complicated. Let's talk about the bounce back loans, first of all. Um, a huge application, just as you'd expect from those who couldn't get or didn't get access to the business interruption scheme. Um, the, the fact of it, somebody was pointing out yesterday that half, therefore, of the British workforce is probably likely to be being paid by the state. That's quite a move, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But these are extraordinary times and extraordinary times call for extraordinary measures. And uh, I think it's been very clear that the, the Treasury does want to do uh, what it can. Uh, and obviously there's been uh, difficulties along the way and there's been issues with certain schemes which have been launched. But they do want to protect businesses which are well run, which are only in financial difficulty now as a result of the coronavirus and, and, and ensure that as many people as possible remain employed. But we've already seen that there's many firms uh, which are either not going to uh, be eligible because they weren't necessarily uh, on a sound financial footing heading into the crisis and this is effectively going to be uh, the quite substantial straw that breaks the camel's back and there is still going to be a considerable number of jobs at risk but this, the numbers are hopefully going to be far smaller as a result of schemes like this. Uh, this obviously targets a kind of different kind of firm than the initial uh, loan support scheme. Uh, and this is obviously more guaranteed by the government and uh, has clearly had a, a huge amount of interest to begin with, but we'll only really be able to judge its success again, like the CBILS scheme, in a few weeks' time when we start to see what the actual acceptance number is going what, to be. What, because what, yeah, what, what's what's the difference in in this crisis um, apart from all all the usual stuff and the health problems and so on, compared to the financial crisis, which was a a systemic problem, wasn't it? What You've just touched on this in your earlier comments, saying that actually these aren't bad businesses. These are businesses which are having to, which are suffering because of an external force upon them. What difference does that make, do you think, to the recovery, if indeed there is going to be one in the near future? It makes a huge difference to the recovery, some, some in good ways, some in bad ways. Um, so in terms of the, the difference for firms themselves, during a financial crisis, to put it quite simply, no one was forcing them to shut their doors. So the good businesses could continue to trade, and yes, conditions were difficult, but no one was telling them to stop trading. The only companies that were forced to stop trading were ultimately companies which were in a bad situation to begin with that the financial crisis highlighted. And that's obviously the same for all financial crises. It, it kind of wipes out the bad companies and gives the, the good, the strong, the competitive companies a chance to thrive. Uh, and uh, the difference with this is all companies are effectively being treated the same. If everyone's forced to shut their doors, who can who, who can turn a profit, who can survive without uh, additional government support? In terms of what it means to the bounce back, in terms how it, it depends how effective these schemes are. A lot of these companies that were previously looking to expand, which were previously doing very well, may find the um, the the new economy that they, they, they reopen in is going to look very different you could have had a very niche business that was doing very well in a strong economy that's going to look very differently when many people have still lost their jobs even as a result of this when people are acting a lot more conservatively 
especially when people aren't going outdoors and congregating in small spaces. Uh, so many of these firms may still find in 12 months time that their business is unviable, despite the fact that they were thriving quite well uh, recently. So this is going to be a very different type of recovery. Um, it's still going to be extremely difficult to predict what kind of recovery exactly it's going to be, because ultimately in six months time, nine months time, people be, could be forced to close their doors again if we do see a second spike in the virus. Mm. And everyone is going to be very aware of that. So consumer behavior is going to be very different in this recovery than the last recovery as well, because previously consumer behavior maybe withdrew because people were afraid for their jobs or had lost their jobs. Now people are also afraid on top of that of catching this uh, deadly virus. So the, that that is going to have an impact. Now, as we've often said in the recent past, the road back to business is an extremely complicated one. And we're seeing many complications. We saw some yesterday that loggerheads between unions and, and business leaders about risk assessments and so on. What What's your feeling about whether people actually want to go back to work or not? Not because they wish they wish or don't wish to be employed or they don't wish or wish not to earn money, but they're actually quite concerned about their health um, when they do go back to a workplace, which is going to be very, very different indeed because the social distancing things may be narrowed and all this stuff. Um, do do you feel that that people who I mean people I meet where, where I live you know in the queues and the rest of it say do you know what I'd really like to go back to work now really like it to be all sold but your feeling is that some people actually will say do you know what I I don't want to risk my health necessarily straight away. Yeah, absolutely. And we also have to distinguish between the type of people who can go back to work and people who can work from home. Uh, sorry, I should say. So, for example, in my personal situation, my uh, my fiance is uh, about to give birth in a couple of months. So, uh, but thankfully, I can continue to work from home as I am now um, for the foreseeable future. So, there's no pressure. No, there's not going to be the same external pressure on me to go back to work uh, as there is going to be for other people who who have not been able to work for the past couple of months who may also have a vulnerable person at home. Uh, who they are, who they don't want to put at risk as a result. So this is going to be an extremely difficult situation. Uh, and so you can understand what the unions are calling for in saying they want to ensure that employers aren't forcing people to go to work when they shouldn't uh, be and when it's not safe to do so. I'm sure there's plenty of people currently, even now, who are working, who are being told that they, they need to be going in, who are being told that the business is still running because they, they are offering a service which is deemed essential, uh, which is potentially even disputable and they are being forced into the office or forced into uh, wherever their work arena is when they don't necessarily need to be there. I'm sure that argument is already happening across this country in many cases. So you can imagine what type of discussions are going to be underway uh, in a couple of months' time uh, when many, many more people are, are, are effectively going back to work. So it's going to be very difficult to... The, the offset of that obviously is how do you force companies who don't who who don't have too many staff to draw up um, to draw up thorough risk assessments and uh, of this kind uh, and and how do you hold them accountable? Uh, it's going to be an extremely uh, kind of micromanaged uh, project. Uh, it, it's it's very difficult because I mean ultimately you have to hope that people have the best interest of their employees at heart, but I'm sure that that's not always necessarily the case. This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. 